Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Flawcast Network. This is Justin, your host of the Flawcast. And it's a beautiful Tuesday um, morning as of right now, 11.56 a.m., almost afternoon. Uh, been a couple of days since I've been on here. Of course, yesterday I was not on, but Tuesday and we have multiple games to go over and of course we are we completed week 6 so the matchups are completed and we're going to be discussing those matchups and those players going off and then we'll go over uh, a little bit of week 7's matchups and see who's available on the waiver wire pickup for this morning or uh, tomorrow morning and go from there of course uh, all of you should know the results here uh, nothing nothing special uh, going out, of course, if you can tell by the sound of my voice, my team did not pull up the W. You know, even going into this game, I knew it was going to be a not even close matchup, and that's what it was. I didn't even, I don't even think I got in within 20 points within, with uh, Q. I mean, it just wasn't, it wasn't a good battle at all wasn't wasn't fun I hardly looked at you know to you know just being honest I hardly looked at uh our league and our uh, me and Q's results because I knew it just wasn't it wasn't going to be pretty and it wasn't um final score was uh Q 159.3 and myself 127.5 moving my team to one and five moving Q to an impressive four and two uh, going through half of the half of the season as of right now, we have six weeks left uh, of the regular season, so we are now at the halfway point, and teams are starting to look a little bit more special. Some teams who start out hot, possibly going down the poop hole, or uh, other teams are trying to dig themselves out of the hole. As my team is one of them, and I guarantee, you know, 100%. There's no digging out of any holes as of now. I could just help myself a little bit, you know, maybe, possibly, if someone chokes their chicken, but I doubt it. So, like I said, I mentioned our score. Nothing close here. But going over more of me and Q's matchups is pretty interesting. Um, Going through our running backs, uh, I had David Johnson, of course, starting, and Malcolm Brown replacing Todd Gurley, who was out for injury and Q had Fournette and Henry. So going through all the quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, and even the kicker in the uh, flex spots in the defense, um, I outscored Q in five of the six categories, which is kind of weird. Uh, or not five, a four, four of the categories. So. Uh, with my running backs, I had, of course, David Johnson, who had 25.2 fantasy points, two touchdowns. And then I had Malcolm Brown, who gave me four. So total right there is 29.2. I outscore Quinton's running backs. He had Fournette and Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry had a disappointing uh, week against Denver. He had 3.8 fantasy points, 28 yards. And Fournette had no touchdown, but he did get 72 yards for 14.8. So he had 18.6. So I beat him in that category. If you calculated all the, the points for our wide receivers, I beat Q in the wide receivers. I had 31.9. He had 27.2, which is weird. And of course... 
that is with Amari Cooper going out with an injury. Uh, but he did have Mike Evans, who put up a goose egg last week. And, of course, shocker, shocker, he had 16.1 fantasy points, nine catches for 96 yards. And Lockett did pretty well. He, he thought he had a touchdown at one point, but they turned it back with five catches, 75 yards, 10.3 fantasy points. Uh, Odell uh, finally went over uh, 100 yards again uh, for his you know, second time of the year. Six catches, 101 yards, 13.1 fantasy points. And DeAndre Hopkins scoring over 10 points. Uh, not a lot of times he's done that, but he was targeted more. Um, third time out of three weeks him scoring over 10 points. Hasn't scored a touchdown since week one. So not, you know... Not impressive numbers there at all, but going down. Then I had Westbrook um, for three catches, 53 yards, 6.8 fantasy points. So like I said, I outscored Q in the wide receiver category. I also outscored him in the tight end category uh, with Andrews scoring 10.9 and Ertz splitting up 5.4 with only four catches, 54 yards. I even outscored Q in our flex spots. He had Elderman and Coleman, who Coleman put up a touchdown, uh, giving him 13.1 fantasy points. Elderman catching the ball, of course, nine times, 113 yards that we knew from Thursday night. And I had uh, uh, Hooper and Sonny Michelle. Sonny Michelle doing pretty decent on Thursday night that we went over 12.3 fantasy points. And Hooper giving me 21.7 fantasy points, uh, eight catches, 117 yards, and a touchdown. And I thought it was funny because Q made fun of me for having two tight ends in my in my roster. But, I mean, sorry. And... I outscored him in the kicker category as well with Sly scoring 13 points and uh, Bucker only scoring Q6 points. So the only categories he destroyed me at was, of course, the defense that we all know New England scored 28 points. My Dallas Cowboys only gave me three. And the one that really kicked me in the butt is the quarterback spots. Uh, he had Lamar Jackson and Bridgewater. Bridgewater didn't do the, he didn't have the performance like he did last week, but he put up 14.6 fantasy points, one touchdown for 240 yards. He started out a little bit slow, but picked it up towards the end. And Lamar Jackson, you know, just controlling the whole offense, offense there, it seems like. 236 yards with a rushing touchdown, giving Q 30.6 fantasy points. So between those two quarterbacks, he gave Q 44.6 combined points. And I had Jared Goff, who only gave me one point for 78 yards. And Menchu, who only gave me 4.5 fantasy points. And scoring the first time, I mean, of course, his lowest uh, with 4.5. Through an interception, this is the first time since week one. And that's the first time I started him. And, of course, he did a pooping performance. So, of course, in, in, in the group chat, lots of ha-ha, Justin's quarterback suck. But let me remind you, so did TC's quarterbacks last week who put up less than what mine did this week. And, you know, yeah, he TC ended up, ended up having crazy performances from... McCaffrey and Thomas that ended up with him with the victory so I mean guess he's in better shoes than I am but that's what killed me I mean I beat him in all the other categories 
but uh, quarterbacks in my defense. So, I mean, again, looking at the positives, uh, he uh, Q didn't have the you know, best performance from Derrick Henry and Cooper, of course, but I didn't have good performances from some of my guys too. So, um, I thought that was a pretty interesting stat if if you're looking at it pretty weird especially me getting destroyed by 32 uh some point so a good win for blount i think he needed more than me and uh it puts him in a better position um in that playoff spot moving on to the other uh scores matchups here the magic school bus defeating the savage pats kids 151.2 to 133.9 um Big performance here for uh, Keegan Scott is, of course, Godwin catching it 10 times for 151 yards. No touchdowns out of that, believe it or not. He put up uh, 20.1 fantasy points. Um, also, with you know, with his Minnesota Vikings, he had Thielen getting a touchdown there. Dalvin Cook getting a touchdown there. Um, not a really good performance from Winston, but if you put up, if you give five interceptions and you still give your owner 13.1 fantasy points, that is a steal. I mean, he had 400 yards, touchdown out of that, but five interceptions, that's crazy, but it didn't hurt him. I mean, he, he ended, like I said, 13.1 fantasy points, that's not bad. Um, Aaron Jones went to back to his, his week one style, only... Uh, uh, putting up 47 yards he did have a fumble out of that only gave Keegan six fantasy points there uh disappointment a dud that might be in a dud for uh in Scott Benzine's uh commissioner's corner he had uh Boyd only catching the ball three times for 10 yards 2.5 fantasy points and uh Big thing about Keegan Scott, his bench, he had Hunter Henry. He was returning from an injury, um, 26 fantasy points on his bench, six catches, or I'm sorry, eight catches for 100 yards, two touchdowns. Um, but, you know, nothing nothing big here because he was on his bench. Uh, I'm guessing he's going to put him into his roster because his tight end spot is weak. But don't be surprised if Hunter Henry uh, ends up getting hurt again. So, uh, going to Q's matchup, or I'm sorry, uh, uh, TC's roster. Carson did well. Had uh, 124 yards, a touchdown out of that, 23.9 fantasy points against the Cleveland Browns. Uh, of course, a dud that we went on is uh, Josh Gordon on Thursday. Only one catch there. Um, and then, we, you know, we kind of uh, judged TC for putting uh, Jordan Akins in there for the, for the Houston Texans. I mean, it could have been worse. He had he caught the ball three times, 39 yards, 5.4 fantasy points. It does help when Keegan's tight end's not as good either. So uh, I don't think that was a big issue. I think the big issue was uh, Kamara, of course, uh, only putting up 10.1, and McCaffrey only putting up only putting up 19.7 when he you know only, he puts up like. 10 times more than that, it feels like. Uh, Tom is having a big performance last week. Only gave TC 12.9 fantasy points, 8 catches, and 80 t- 89 yards. If we would have got a touchdown of that, it would have been a little bit better. More of a respectable uh, fantasy point day there. But um, And he didn't really have a, 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 an outstanding performance from his quarterbacks. 
Rivers did have a better performance than he did last week with 16.8 fantasy points. Two touchdowns there, but he also had two interceptions. And Jimmy G uh, getting an interception there. Running touchdown, but only gave uh, TC 12-point fantasy points. So that moved TC back to 3-3. Three and three. As of right now, getting TC out of the playoff spot. Um, so, you know, we'll go over that more. And... Moving Keegan Scott to the best record in flog as of right now, heading to week seven. Of course, there's still many weeks to play, but that is gives uh, Keegan, the defending the defending champion, a good position. Looking on to the other half of the weeks, I mean half of the season. Moving on to the next matchup. Ding, ding, ding. We have no more winless teams. The high-flying Hawaiians picked up their first victory of the year against the Terry's Terrorists. 172.5 to 129.7. Kind of, you know, kind of a blowout here, which we expected. I expected anyways. Uh, Looking at Marcus's team, I just know no... Outstanding studs as of right now. Joe Mixon going through his struggles. Even Keenan Allen going through his struggles. He started off pretty hot week one and two. You know, to be honest with you, I threw a lot of you know a lot of offers to Marcus. It took about a year to get a hold of him, but he uh, he declined all of them. And uh, I'm kind of happy as of right now uh, because it would have hurt me more than would have helped me. Now I would have been more uh, more frustrated than I am now. Um, but he's not putting up the numbers he did the first couple of weeks. I think the defenders are playing more uh, better D on him. Uh, they're doing more research on Allen and making sure that he doesn't go off. So definitely hurt Marcus as of right now. Uh, you know, with the two lines, wide receivers there, I don't, it still does, doesn't make sense to me. Uh, Galladay is the clear number one, of course, in Detroit. But, you know, with uh, Jones Jr., if, you know, I don't feel like both those guys will be going off every single day so but but of course Marcus Terry doesn't have much to choose from uh he does have dicks going off on his bench but I don't blame I don't blame Marcus for putting him on his bench I mean of course I think in his roster I would I would have picked him over uh Melvin Jones Jr. at that time uh but I mean he I mean what who knows? Who knows? With fantasy, Dix went off seven catches, 167 yards, three touchdowns. Um, he does receive Marlon Mack uh, from by next week, so that might help him out a little bit. And I'm sure he'll put Dix back in the lineup for one of his flex spot or his uh, Melvin Jones Jr. there uh, with. With uh, Mar- uh, Jake McKinley, guys who definitely stood out is his quarterbacks. Quarterbacks definitely went off for him. Of course, he had Aaron Jones with two touchdowns. One interception there, but a respectable 20.2 fantasy points. And Wilson went nuts. He had uh, three total touchdowns, 295 yards, 30.9 fantasy points. Did well. Melvin Gordon and Eckler, and we'll talk about later, didn't have a good game. Didn't have a good game at all against Pittsburgh. Uh, they Pittsburgh definitely controlled the pace of that game. They controlled Melvin and Eckler. So uh, Gordon only running it. For 18 yards, 6.3 fantasy points. But, you know, Jacob hasn't said this a lot this year, but he didn't need him. He didn't need Melvin Gordon. He had James Conner going off, 27.4 fantasy points, two total touchdowns there. Julio Jones had a respectable uh, 
fantasy duo. He had 14.8 fantasy points, over 100 yards. Um, and Robert Woods saved him there with a rushing touchdown. No carries. I mean, no uh, catches, though. But did put up a 7.6 performance there. George Kittle going back to the way he is known for over 100 yards there for 14.3 fantasy points. That is really what Jacob McKinley needs. He needs more uh, uh, more points, more productive points for George Kittle there because he is his keeper. So he needs, he needs good uh, performances from his keepers. And and Devontae Freeman went off to receiving touchdowns, ran the ball for 88 yards, 25.3 fantasy points there. Um, just a good uh, good week, especially not having uh, Josh Jacobs in there or Williams in there, his his or Waller, uh, his uh, Oakland Raider boy. So. Thought he did well. Thought he did well against... Uh, of course, he went up against Marcus Terry, one of the weaker teams in the league. But he has me next week. So, Jacob McKinley can easily go... Uh, win two games in a row. He'll, he can be going two and five. Uh, so, this could be the hole that... You know, he has, his path is still very long. The road is still very long. Can barely see the light at the end of the tunnel. But it there is still a shot, believe it or not, for Jacob McKinley. It only takes one game. So one game at a time for Jacob McKinley. He's got me next week, and he can easily put up a W because my team freaking sucks. So uh, you know, it's it really like I said, one week at a time for Jacob. If he beats me, then the the light keeps continuing to get uh, brighter. Uh, so uh, we'll go over uh, Jacob McKinley's next, and of course, other schedule. I mean, his schedule looking on in the future. The next matchup and the last matchup. Coon Squad going up against the Juju's in the attic. Uh, Connor Limbeck picked up the victory here by a big margin. 194.8 to Juju's 132.4. And, of course, looking at Scott Benzine's uh, schedule here, that is his lowest amount of points. Uh, he did pick up a victory earlier, earlier in week four. Um, that was his lowest, is 142.4. This week at 132.4. So uh, not a good week for uh, Mr. Commissioner Scott Benzing. I think, of course, the biggest disappointment here in his hands down, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. Just it's it's very disappointing. You didn't think his numbers could go, could go more down the hill, and of course, you throw the third string uh, wide receiver there, and I mean third string uh, quarterback. I'm sorry there, and he didn't. He he looked at him less. Uh, he only had. I mean, he had Cooper Cup, who only, you know, caught the ball four times for 17 yards. The whole Los Angeles Rams team just didn't do well, um, giving Scott 3.7 points. Of course, with Cooper Cup just going nuts the past uh, few weeks, that shows a big amount of points there for him. Um, uh, he also had Chark, who's been very consistent, only giving him 5.8. He had Eckler that we talked about, only ran the ball 14 times. He only had 4.3 fantasy points. And also with Travis Kelsey, one of his main keepers, one of the best tight ends, only giving him 7.8 fantasy points. Um, this is, is a rough week. I mean, of course, the positives for Scott Benzing, he had Hill returning. Two touchdowns out of Hill. Five catches for 80 yards. Very impressive. Uh, I'm sure Scott Benzing's proud to have him back. You're happy to have him back. But, you know, 
it's tough. It's tough when he gets slaughtered by Connor Limbeck, one of his rivals, and a guy who is competing for a playoff spot. So, you know, we'll be interesting to see what Scott does here. Uh, Move Scott to four and two. Also bump Connor to four and two with Connor's matchup. Kyler movie uh, movie. Kyler Murray went off. Uh, he had uh, 340 yards, three touchdowns, 31.8 fantasy points. Mahomes had a another struggling week, but he scored over 20 points again, 20.1, 21.7 fantasy points, three touchdowns, one interception there. Uh, but his um, his quarterbacks beat uh, Scott Benjamin's quarterbacks. His uh, running backs went nuts. Um, Elliott going back to the Elliott form, over 100 yards, one touchdown, 23.7 fantasy points and Nick Chubb going nuts again um, again over 120 100 yards 122 to be exact two touchdowns did get a fumble out of there but his score was already uh, outstanding 26.4 fantasy points uh, he had you know of course I'm sure Connor's confidence going to be up uh, now um, after that McLaurin Cup trade going up against Cup, he put up 3.7 like we mentioned. McLaurin putting up over 100 yards, four catches, two touchdowns with a total of 24 fantasy points. By far of his wide receivers category, uh, that was the best performance there. He had Fitzgerald 9.9. Will Fuller didn't put up the performance he did last week, of course. Only give Kuhn 6.9 fantasy points. Everett, of course, he was chasing points at a tight end. It didn't do it didn't work for him. 1.9 fantasy points. Uh, but he didn't need him. I mean, he clearly did not need him. When your running backs go off, your quarterbacks go off. Um, it's, it, this is a very tough team to beat. I mean, Jeffrey pitching in with some points, one touchdown, uh, 10 catches for 76 yards, 18.6 fantasy points. Um, and, you know, I'm sure, I mean, with, with Connor, he has a good, you know, not just a too good quarterback duo. He has three of them. He has Tom Brady on the bench, who on Thursday had 21.8 fantasy points that we mentioned on uh, Friday with Q. I mean, he... I mean, he's got a good selection there with his quarterbacks. And, of course, like we've said many multiple times before, his team can't be dangerous when his quarterbacks go off. One or two wide receivers have respectable games. And also uh, with his running back and quarterbacks. If those if those guys go off, I mean, this is a tough team to beat. And, of course, he he had the, the highest score in the in the fog in the league this week and it showed I mean with those with those quarterbacks and running backs going off very tough team to beat so those are the matchups there and of course I, I mentioned about the the standings we got one team Keegan Scott defending champion who is currently five and one we have three teams who are currently four and two Quentin Blount Scott Benzing and the Coon squad so that's of course, four out of the eight owners will advance to the playoff, um, and that bumped TC to three and three. Uh, Marcus Terry's at two and four, and myself and Jake McKinley still at the bottom with one and five. Now, of course, me and uh, Q uh, discussed about what we thought. You know, who was going to make that top four playoff spot. And yeah, we, we're still at week six, entering week seven. We still have six more weeks left of the regular season. But 
I mean, it's it's still interesting to see. I I do believe it, what 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 Q said on Friday. I do think it's up to two guys fighting for that final playoff spot in TC and Connor. Um, I can see TC not making it. I can also see uh, Connor not making it. Connor with Barkley returning, it's going to be tougher for TC to make that final spot. I mean, especially if Connor gets more points from his wide receivers um, and continue to get those points from his quarterbacks. But with the bye, the bye week continuing to flow in, uh, we'll see what what things happen there. Uh, with the worst team, you know, of course, my personal opinion, I think the worst team who has the worst roster is Marcus Terry. I think he's def- definitely toilet uh, bound. But I said that last year about Scott Benzing and Marcus Terry, and they both escaped, didn't even make the toilet bowl. So, you know, I do I think that Marcus has the worst and I have the second worst and Jake McKinley has the other the third worst. I think that's what how it flows down to. Um I think us three are clearly as of right now uh going to be making that toilet bowl championship. I mean toilet bowl playoff, I'm sorry. Uh but it really depends on Jake and McKinley. I mean this is we've been talking about him a lot. Of course, last week we said that what when should he give up? When should he throw in the white flag? He wins one week, and now uh, we're talking about his hopes here, even making it to the now making it to the playoffs. Does he have a shot? Of course, this week he has myself. I think he might pull up the victory here. Um, that will make him that will make him two and five. Now he's got TC. He's got TC that we discussed, who's got Gallup on a bye um, that week. It, but, you know, we'll, we'll see. It's going to be interesting to see. if. But it, I, I really think Jake McKinley somehow in heaven loses to myself, which I don't see happening. But if he does, uh, he might be in some trouble, in more trouble. <laughs> he should be in more trouble than what he is. Um, it's really, you know... Whoever loses this 100% between myself and Skinley, uh, it's it's time. It's time to hang him up. Of course, I publicly, uh, I, pub- I made a public announcement. Everybody but DJ and Hopkins are available for trade. I don't expect any people, you know, trying to get those two because nobody in this league, they like to trade. I mean, I think they're a bunch of babies. They, I mean, they like what their team, evidently, they like what they, you know, have here on their team. And they're too scared to make it, maybe make a trade. I have no idea. But we got a lot of babies in this league who don't like to trade. Which, you know, of course, that's your league. Do what you want. But it, it is what it is. Um, so with me and Jacob McKinley, uh, I, don't, I don't know if we're going to be getting any, you know, after whoever loses this matchup, I don't know who's who's going to be willing to get some trades there. Um, but like, yeah, like I said, uh, not a lot of people, as of right now, uh, they think their teams are perfect. And they don't want any. They don't want any add-ons or anything else like that. So uh, we'll see. We'll see with our matchup there. Uh, lots of lots of other matchups here. Of course, we'll uh, Scott Benzing will discuss more about his uh, predictions there tomorrow. Um, also, me and TC will jump on like the normal schedule on TC Thursday. We'll discuss our predictions there and go in more of the roster. Um, 
Marcus Terry uh, is going up against TC, Savage Patch Kids, and Terry's Terrorist. Key game there for the Savage Patch Kids. Also with Marcus Terry. I mean, he's 2-4 and four as of right now. Uh, he can easily dig himself out of this hole. He beats TC. Uh, it puts TC 3-4. and four, And it puts himself at 3-4. and four, And he's just rooting for maybe... Uh, a guy who is up there a little bit, maybe Connor Lundback. And uh, the next matchup is Connor Lundback against uh, Q. They're both 4 and 2 as of right now. One of those guys are losing. They're going to be 4 and 3. It makes the door a little bit open for Marcus Terry. And it shuts the door a little bit more for uh, TC, mainly because he's already up there. So the, the door is increasing, uh, uh, getting closer, I mean, shutting the door a little bit more on TC. So, yeah, of course, the Coon Squad go, are going up against the Bomb Force. Big key matchup there, too. One team's going 5-2. and two, The other team's going 4-3. and three. Uh, One step for one team, one step closer to that playoff spot. And for another team, one step back going to that toilet bowl bracket. So, big matchup there. Big matchup there. Might be the biggest one. Um, the Magic School Bus going up against the Jujus in the Attic. A four and two team going up against a five and one team. Um, I think this is bigger for Scott Benzing because it, you know, like I mentioned, it, it puts one if he loses, puts him four and three, uh, one step back to you know that one step closer to that toilet bowl possibly bracket. I mean, he can still make it. And uh, with Keegan Scott, uh, if he wins this, if he wins this week, he's in a very good position going forward. Um, so it's just another big matchup here to see who will end up uh, being ahead. So those, you know, just a little quick review of the matchups going into week seven. Uh, tomorrow, like I mentioned, I'll jump on a little bit. A quick episode for myself going over the wave wire pickup, see who's see who got picked up by who. And, of course, just looking, glancing at it right now, Frank Gore looks like the major pickup. Um, they're going up against the Miami Dolphins. Don't see many people picking up uh, using their waiver claim. So there might be some early shopping in the morning, tomorrow morning. Um, but, you know, there's there's some guys on buys. Uh, Keegan Scott's got a, he's got a buy from his quarterback. So you might go some quarterback shopping. And uh, some other multiple little Finlands or swing for the fences guys that people might be digging for. But no, not a lot of major uh, pickups there, I'm guessing tomorrow. But we'll discuss a little bit there. And Commissioner's Corner tomorrow. And then Thursday we'll go over uh, with TC, our predictions like I mentioned. And then Friday, possibly maybe another special guest. So, hey, thank you so much guys. Sorry I spoke fast today, but try to get in 30 minutes here. Uh, Hey, thank you so much. And you guys have a great Tuesday afternoon. Take care. This has been the Flawcast Network. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Flawcast Network. Uh, quick uh, returning back. Of course, I just did my episode, and uh, but I have a special guest now. It's very hard to get this guy in here, but I have to, I have to jump on it as, as fast as I can. Of course, uh, coming on with me today, just for a quick couple minutes, couple questions, is a two-time champion, Jake McKinley. Thank you, man, for returning. Hey, thanks for having me. 
Yeah, I know we don't have much time. You, you, you know, you have a job where you make uh, guys skinnier. So a uh, quick question. First of all, congratulations for your first victory of thank the you. year. Currently one in five. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm sure you, you woke up, woke up pretty happy this morning. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Feels good to get the monkey off my back. That's for sure. Right. Right. And of course you've, you've done this before. You've, you've had many victories. Get that, you know, was, is it, is it kind of weird winning now this season with the team you have right now? Um, it's a little bittersweet. It does feel like the season is, is a little a little too far gone at this point. But, um, you know, we're going to give it all we got to make a little run to hopefully maybe sneak into the playoffs. But if not, you know, I feel comfortable with my roster in the loser's bracket to not lose the toilet bowl. And that's pretty much the name of the game. So. Right, right, and of course, my my major question for you, uh, you you know, you're going up against myself this week. Could be an easy W, um, in, in potential, maybe, possibly a, a a view of the toilet bowl prediction here between yourself and my myself. Uh, if you win this week, if you become two and five, what is is, is your goal to make the playoffs? Are you still searching for that playoff spot or have you accepted? Uh, yeah, that's a, that's uh, a that good question, man. I'm, I'm kind of right in between at the moment. Um, ideally, yes, I'm, I'm still uh, holding out a little bit of hope for the playoffs, but you know, it's a tough league. We got, you know, a lot of good solid rosters all around. So, you know, it take a pretty, a pretty incredible run by my squad, which, you know, um, just the consistency hasn't been there. So not, you know, I'm also looking at it realistically mm-hmm. and thinking, you know, just uh, as long as I uh, don't lose that TB, I'll be, I'll be a happy camper, honestly. So, you know, playoffs, playoffs is where I'm looking, but right. the the second goal is not to, not to lose a toilet bowl, not trying to end up in a dress. Of course. Yes. <laughs> yes. Not, not fun. And of course you got pretty close. You got pretty close last year. Making it to the toilet bowl, I ended up beating myself, uh, escaping out of that. So no toilet bowl championships for you. But say if, uh, of course, if you lose this week and as many multiple episodes, uh, is there a point where you, you you know throw in the white flag and start thinking about selling some of your guys, but keep you know keep some of the major keepers so you don't lose that toilet bowl, but. Are you in any point? Yeah, yeah, lose, for sure. Um, guys. But there's a balance there. You know, I want to sell, but it, it, who I sell to and how much I sell for all comes into play, you know. It's a little harder to sell to you who could be another person right. in the toilet bowl as it would be someone who's at the top who I'm not might not be competing with, you know, in that toilet bowl. So with that being said, um, I'm always open right. for business, so – you guys know where to where to find me um feel free to hit my line with some some trade requests and i'll uh i'll definitely get back with you just got to make it worth my time man it's like you know i have a i think i have a solid roster and a lot of pieces that could be moved and could uh be valuable for playoff potential playoff teams um but you got to make it worth my while i'm not going to sell a a good player just for a mediocre pick i need something that's going to incentivize me to get get these guys moving um got 
two two of the best tight ends in the league right now, and one that I use as a keeper, Darren Waller and George Kittle. Um, got plenty of receivers. Once AJ Green comes, Julio, AJ, um, Tyrell Williams, Mike Williams. So you know, got a lot of decent decent names there, and of course for running backs, you know Melvin Gordon been obviously disappointing so far in his return, but um, obviously still a, a potential keeper if he leaves and goes somewhere else and is a workhorse next year. James Conner has been balling out recently. Um, got Jacobs, which you know right now looks like a keeper in my book, but you know we still got a, a long season to go. Um, and then obviously my quarterbacks, you know, Cam Newton getting healthy. Russell Wilson's the number one fantasy quarterback. Aaron Rodgers, always pretty solid. So I got a lot of good pieces. It's just they haven't been consistent enough to get me some wins. But I'm definitely open to the move if if somebody offers me something that'll that'll get me going. Yeah, you know, I kind of talked about this a little bit before you got on. There's not a lot of not a lot of people making some trades as of right now. I think people are pretty set on their current roster and they like the guys that they have moving forward. It's, it's a little bit slim than it's been in the past trade wise. Uh, yeah. But you know, moving, move. Yeah. You, you, what'd you say? Yeah, I, I, I would agree. I would agree. Um, I think it's just hard with our, you know, with, with eight people in the league, we all, all of our rosters are pretty stacked. So, you know, you're kind of right. going out on the limb trading somebody <laughs> and nobody wants to do what Mr. Limback did and trade away Cooper cup for, which scary Terry give to him. He has been absolutely killing it. And Connor, you know, has made him look a little bit better from that trade. But um, when the numbers come down to it, at the moment that trade was made, that was a very poor trade. But, you know, the Rams offense right. is not looking great the last couple of weeks. And, and scary Terry just seems yep. to find that end zone every single week. But, you know, no one wants to make the bad, the, the wrong move, you know, and that's where, where kind of where I'm at as well. Um, but it's, you know, it's getting consistent guys that are really what's going to take you over the top. You can't have a, you know, 30 point game and then a dud the next week. You know, we, you guys need, you need consistent players who's going to score 15 to 20 every week and keep, keep shelling it out. So that those single digit scores will get you in trouble. Uh huh. And of course, uh, last question for you, cause I know you gotta get going, but, uh, if, you know, the, the playoff hunt's getting a little, little bit tighter uh who do you think has the best shot as of right now completed week six on winning that championship winning that battle? Hey, that's a tough question um in my eyes it goes down to two two teams right now probably relatively obvious you know um i think keegan's roster is pretty solid he has a lot of uh, consistent players um i don't think his ceiling is as high as as mr limback's team but i do i still think i like limback's team once he gets Saquon Barkley back, you know, Pat Mahomes, Zeke Elliott, Saquon Barkley, that's just uh, – and Nick Chubb, let alone, you know, he's been killing it. So that's just a four you really – it's it's hard to compete with. Um, I'd say Lindbeck has probably the best chance now. You know, the surprise of the year has been Quentin Blount, obviously. Um, his quarterback's mm-hmm. coming to play. Lamar Jackson showing out. His two running backs and the guy who we all talk trash about, Leonard Fournette. They just keep handing that dude the ball, and, and he's been been um, been hot the last couple of weeks as well. So, you know, right, it's right. Uh, he's been the surprise of the of the league too, and I you know, I think he has a, a pretty solid roster top to bottom. Amari Cooper's been been killing it as well. So it's just I I'd, I'd say Ke- uh, 
down between Limbeck, Keegan, or uh, or Blount there. Yep, yep, and that's that's it's going to be interesting to see uh, what what comes to that. Of course, now heading you know halfway through the season, um, see what everybody ends up doing, and maybe if we'll see any more trades uh, to make their team a little bit stronger. But hey, thank you so much again. Uh, I, I know. Uh, uh, hopefully we'll we'll try to get you in here a little bit uh, more and get you. I know we got solid ten minutes in, but get you in there more to speak more and longer. But hey, thank you so much for uh, coming in and joining us for about. Yes, sir. Appreciate minutes. you having me, man. No problem. And of course, as once again, has been the Flawcast Network. Everybody, take care.